Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Hard to believe it. I, I'm going to be honest. Well, let me say this, okay? If you don't have dough for the lunch, don't worry about it. Russ's parents are here. They are loaded. So just, if you can't pay today, baby, they, they just, they'll just stand there and shove it out. You know, if they ain't got the cash, they got a checkbook. So just, but I'm serious. Everybody, come on over, have a hamburger, have a, have a dog, whatever. Um, if they ain't got it, Eli's here. He's got more money than God. So, you know, don't worry about it. But come on over, have a good time. Pastor, I want to know who brought these balloons. You brought these balloons, didn't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I want you to notice that they're still up. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll come flying down um, one of these days. Um, I, I hate this sermon today. Isn't that a way to start a sermon? I hate this sermon. You see, I'm not, you see, the essence of this sermon today is learning to effectively wait. You see, I'm more of a, let's take the fort guy. I'm more of a charge guy, you know. I'm more of a guy that's like, you know what, let's go. Let's knock this wall down. Waiting is not in my wheelhouse. But I'll ask you a question. Is it really in anybody's wheelhouse? You know, does anybody just say, oh, I just love to wait. I love the mess I'm in. I just love that I could just sit here and wait. You know? But I, I wanted everybody to understand this. Because I hear some people, because I'm honest. You know, most people are liars. They're like, oh, I'm patient in the Lord. Nobody's patient in the Lord. It's hard. You know? It's thinking hard. He sits up there in heaven with all that power and all that glory. And I want it now, baby. You know? And everybody's sitting there. Oh, my goodness. I wish he'd get Jesus in his heart. You do, too. You know? You do, too. It's hard. You know, it's hard to realize all of this. And it's hard to kind of go, okay, God's going to work it out. You know, it, it's a difficult thing. It's, you know, I, I, I just, I want everybody to understand that honestly, I honestly believe the only way we can wait on God effectively is by God's grace. I want you to hear that. I think sometimes we think we need to work it up. I'm going to wait. Doesn't work. Tried it. You know, I've said the right things. I framed it right. I've gotten up and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait effectively today. I'm going to be content. That works for about 10 seconds. It's hard for human beings to wait. You know, but I don't, I, I say that because and I tease and all that kind of stuff. And the DS will probably text me after the service when he listens to it and says, what were you doing? But the bottom line is, well, it was funny because as I was coming, I, I really struggled this morning. You have to understand, usually what I'm preaching about is what I'm struggling with. 
Okay? So all you get on Sundays is my frustration. Right? But the bottom line is, is that, man, you can ask Lisa. I was like, you you know? Did you ever have one of them days? You know? And I was just, then the DS text, it says, oh, may God bless you. I'm like, oh, shut up. I'm tired of waiting on him. And he wrote back and he said, we all are. And I went, okay, the DS is too. Okay. I'm good. You know, I'm good. And I'm, I'm serious. I really haven't. But. I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. You know, because God doesn't want us just to work up a good weight. God wants us to learn to wait effectively. Be patient effectively. And this is so important because it is such a difficult concept. You know, and maybe not right now in your life, but man, it's coming. I promise you. I promise you things are going to come into your life and you have no idea how to wait because, because when things fall apart, he needs to take care of it now. And it's hard. You say, Pastor, you're being too honest. That's just me. Honesty's good. The truth will set you free. And so the reality is, is that this is just a difficult thing. It's a difficult subject uh, to um, deal with. Remember last week, we were talking about adoption. We were talking about becoming the children of God. We were talking about being the royalty of the universe, okay? And, I, and I'm really worried because I, I really don't know how many people really get that. They look more at themselves and go, I don't look like royalty. I don't walk like royalty. I don't dress like royalty. I'm not royalty. I want you to understand. You know, and a lot of people go, well, there's a lot of junk in my life that doesn't belong. I don't feel like royalty. And, you know, God probably wants to thump me. And he probably does want to thump us. But the bottom line is he still loves us. And if we come to him and, and we say, God, fill me with your spirit, we become the adopted children of God. And he's no longer our, quote, heavenly father who is out there to get us. Now he's our dad. And now we don't have to be stuck in the slavery of fear and worry and wonder. You know, now we can just sit and be patient and wait on him to do what he's going to do when he's going to do it. That was kind of a joke. It's difficult to move in in those areas. But guys, you have to understand, it's part of God developing us. I'll say it again. It's all part of God developing us. It's all part of God recreating us. It's all part of building our faith. You know, if, if he just did everything exactly when we wanted it done, what would, there would be no development of faith. Faith is when we're not sure how and when he's going to do it, but somehow by his grace we just know he's going to do it. You know, and this is, this is a hard thing. This is a hard subject. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of people never actually operate to this point. They, well, I believe in God. Well, that's great. You believe in God. So does the devil. But the bottom line is, there's a growth and development that we're supposed to be living in, even when it doesn't seem or feel good. Even when it hasn't happened yet. Okay? 
And that's where we really need to develop. That's what people need to see. That's what people are watching for as witnesses in a lost world and hurting world. Because they're looking, they're saying, I know he or she, I know you're going through something. But the bottom line is, it doesn't seem to have the same depressing, uh, deteriorating, destroying, destructive effect in your life that it does mine. What do you have? Does that make sense? And so these things are, are very, very, very important. We, we begin to kind of develop this whole thing by, by going, okay, the first thing we need to do is, is we need to begin to develop a vision of God's future glory for our lives. Sometimes in the middle of everything, we need to step back and go, okay, Right? And go, okay. I may not understand now. But I'm really looking forward to what I'm looking forward to. Amen? Amen? I'm really looking forward to what he's going to bust loose in the future in my life. Amen? You know? And I ask you right now, do you have a vision of God's future glory in your life? This is very important. Not just heaven and streets of gold. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't get that part. I've never gotten the, oh, I'm going to go walk on streets of gold. That's never thrilled me. Is it through you? You know? Oh, there's so many gems. I've never been a jewelry guy. I even lost my wedding ring once. Do you ever put something in a place that you know you'll not forget where it was? And 20 years later, you still can't remember where that was? You know? Duh. You know? part of being a man you know women forgive us you know all you women are kind of like this when I say something about women though you men just sit there <laughs> sissies but the bottom line is I, I've never understood that but you know what I'm looking forward to that day I don't know whether it's all going to be here or when it's going to be but one of these days and I'm going to be honest I still talk about the day that Britt, uh, Britt was, um, John, John, JC was standing here and Britt was coming down the aisle and I'm thinking, man, he's still four. He can't be getting married. You know? Do you know how fast that 20-some years went? You know, in the next 20 years, I'm going to be in glory. Amen? Because my wife's praying, God, I got to have some time without him. You know, you got to give me some relief. You know, and next 20 years, some of y'all gonna be in glory with me. It just goes fast, you know, but we get so wound up about this now. We need to let that go and go, you know what? One of these days, whether it be there, whether it be here, God's gonna bust loose with all that glory, and it's gonna be beautiful, and it's gonna be wonderful, and it's gonna be freedom, and there's gonna be a tasty cake tree, and I ain't gonna have diabetes, and I can eat all the pies I want. You know? And the bottom line is, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. We've got to get our eyes off of our boo boos and our scars here. And I know it's hard, but by God's grace, begin to go, okay. This stinks right now. This hurts right now. This is really a struggle right now. But one of these days, 
I'll say it again. Y'all missed it. One of these days, I'm going to step from this finite goofiness into an infinite glory and hallelujah and freedom and hope and love and joy and peace. And all of this is going to be gone. And all of that is going to be forever. Amen. 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 You know, do you have the vision? Do you have the vision? I know about all this stuff, but do you have the vision of God? Considering that our present sufferings are not worth comparing. Somebody get out a hanky or something. You know, the old timers used to wave the hanky about that point. You know, we don't have hankies anymore. We have Kleenexes. You know, (laughs) not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. If that don't make you smile, you need to get saved. I'm serious. There's something wrong. And it might be depression. It might be hard. I understand that. But the bottom line is, guys, that's when in the middle of that depression, in the middle of that frustration, in the middle of that heartache, in the middle of that I don't know how to handle this, you need to take a step back and raise your eyes and allow and look for the face of God and allow him to reveal the glory that's in your future. Amen. You know? I know that things aren't what they need to be now. You know, I know things are attacking your life and in your life. And I understand that. There are things I wish were different. There, but you know what? Before long. Before long. God's going to bust loose on all this mess. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to start Washington and go wipe that thing out. Okay? Because I'm some fools down there. And the bottom line, and my wife won't let me go clean house, but, you know, it, I, it, it, it crazy. But the bottom line is this. You've got to understand. God's going to bust loose on this, and all of a sudden, your eyes are going to be open, and the veil's going to come down, and you're going to see the light, and you're going to see the glory of God, and you're going to see the power, and you're going to see the healing, and you're going to see the freedom, and all of a sudden, you're like, ye stinking ha. Amen? Are you with me? But let me tell you right now, that ain't easy to do sometimes, is it? And I bring it back, not to, not to bring you down, but just to let you know, you ain't the only one that struggles with that. Because sometimes what happens is Satan wants to isolate us and, well, nobody else has my problems. I promise you this, if you talk to anybody here, they got an, as many problems as you got and could add you one. Amen? Amen? That's just where it is in this world, man. This world's crazy. This world's sinful. This world is sick. This world is sickness. And the bottom line is that's just this world. And the prince of this world loves it. But the cool part is the prince of this world has been damned. The prince of this world has been thrown down. The prince of this world has been defeated. His works have been destroyed. And the bottom line is we got the promise that one of these days there ain't going to be no more tears. Amen? Amen? 
So very, very, very important. Oh, man. It's on green. I did. Turn to the next verse, please. I'm sorry. It's JC's fault. 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. You know, when Moses came down off that mountain, he had been transfigured, kind of like Jesus was transfigured in Matthew 17. You know what I'm saying? And the people couldn't even look at him. They had to put a veil over his face so he could be with the people. In my case, I got to put a veil over my face. Ain't got nothing to do with glory, though. (laughs) He's got to do it. That's a scary dude, man, you know. But if God's people will humble themselves, turn from their evil, and seek his face. And he begins to bring the veil down. And he begins to bring clarity into the eternal. And all of a sudden, something transformative and powerful and eternal happens in our minds and our hearts and our lives. And instead of going around moping and pouting and grumbling, all of a sudden we begin to see the wonderful, powerful, eternal glory of God. Amen. 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 Next verse, please. For the creation was subjected to frustration. (laughs) We do all see that, don't we? Anybody not see that? You need to hear this. The weird part about this, what God's about to reveal to us, that's his plan. Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Next verse, please. That the creation itself will be liberated From its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. You see, we humans, we're a little weak. Mentally, emotionally, but especially spiritually. The problem with we humans, and if you don't believe me, read the Old Testament. Every time things are okay, they began to worship other gods. Aren't you thankful we never do something stupid like that? Aren't you so thankful that we never get to the point that we lower our guard and we never turn ourselves over and we desire other things more than God? Aren't you glad we never do that? Huh? Aren't you glad? We need to see this in its fullness. We need to see that because sometimes I'm like, God, what? Do you ever wonder why God's waiting? Do you ever wonder why God's like, man, why don't you just out of, uh, uh, 
bust out a bottle whooping and just take care of this world. I mean, they are doing things. I mean, they want to kill children as they're coming out of the, the lady now. I mean, how much more? I mean, the Israelites who God took care of back when they were offering their children to the God of Moloch, even they weren't doing that. I mean, think about that. Think about this. And this is, these are our, quote, leaders. You know? I'm like, God, how do you not just wipe us out? But you've got to understand in your personal life and in the, and, and in the economy of God's world, God knows what he's doing. That's hard. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I think I may know a little better than him. Anybody? Huh? God, here's what... And see, sometimes that's what I do in my prayers. I ask God, and then I tell him how and when to do it. Anybody else? You know, I'm like, maybe you don't see what's going on. You ever think that way? It's like, hello? And I kind of nudge you, hello? But it's hard. It's hard to look at all this and wonder. It's hard, you know, because you look at somebody. Do you ever wonder? You look at some of these people and they never seem to have a stinking problem one. Do you ever wonder about that? That stinketh. You know, that's not fair. Why don't you give him problems too? Do you ever think that way? Seriously, I do. But we've got to step back and understand God absolutely doesn't think the way we think. And God's vision is not like our vision. And God knows absolutely what he's doing. God knows absolutely why he allows to come into our lives what he has brought into our lives. He's got a plan no matter what he's brought into our lives. Remember that verse before prayer? God takes all of this stuff and somehow he brings it to some kind of good. I think of the story of Joseph back in Genesis. And here was a guy who his father spoiled him. He needed a spanking. Instead, the father bought him a multicolored coat. The brothers were ticked. He gets up because God gives him this vision and says, One of these days you're going to serve and worship me. How would you feel if your brother told you, One of these days you're going to kneel down before me and you're going to worship me? Seriously. I'd be saying, yeah, what we're going to do in the meantime is I'm going to thump you. Amen? Amen. You know? Then he goes and gets sold by his brothers. And he, and he rises up in this family that he's a servant. And the wife accuses him of something he never did. He goes back to jail. Imagine how you would feel at that point. I was in slavery. Now I'm in jail. Hello? No, I'm serious. Where are you at? Are you awake? What are you doing? This can't be your will. Did you ever say that one? This can't be your will. No way. Something got messed up. But it is. 
let me help you with something. God, now write this one down. God never says oops. That's hard. Because I want some of the things that have happened in my life and some of the things I've done and some of the places I've been. I want them to be an oops. There's no way that this God of love could absolutely have allowed this to happen in my life. Yes, he did. And he knew exactly what he was doing. And it was in perfect timing. In his perfect eternal economy. And no matter how it feels, no matter how it seems, he's got a perfect plan in it. And if we will stay focused and we will learn to wait on him, the bottom line is he will bring it out to something awesome, powerful, and eternal. Now you got to understand something. I'm preaching to myself today. I'm not preaching at you. My wife's sitting there thinking that. So I just thought I'd say that out loud. She's like, I hope that sucker's listening to that preacher. Okay, this is hard stuff, man. You know, my personality, waiting is not exactly my foremost thing. Okay, some of y'all, I think waiting's too foremost. But the bottom line is, it, it, it's not my thing, you know. Um, verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning. And it has. As in the pains of childbirth, right? Up to the present time. You know, I have never met a mother in the ninth month of her pregnancy who looked at me and said, You know, I'd like for that little package to stay in my belly another year. <laughs> any, any woman ever said that? You know, I like being this big. I like my ankles being this big. You know, I, I enjoy gaining more and more weight every day. You know, I, I really enjoy carrying around an extra 30 or 40. You know, no. They want that dude out of there. Amen? Ladies, amen? That's kind of how we feel about the glory of God, don't we? You know, God, if you don't mind, this gestation period, this waiting period has been long enough. And that's okay. I think all of us humans feel that way at one point or another. Verse 23. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly. As we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Verse 24. For in this hope we were saved. In this hope we were saved. In this hope we were saved. Saved. Amen. That was kind of weak. I'll say it again, but I won't. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? 
Verse 25, this is our last verse. Verse 25. For in this hope, verse 25. 25 comes after 24. I don't have glasses, man. Yeah, read it. I don't have my glasses. Read that again. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Oh, read that again, because I'm not getting it. <laughs> but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Wow. We need to wait patiently and confidently. Yeah, I I I Yeah, I don't like that translation. Either. Oh, I'm sorry. Just keep reading until you find something. Yeah, keep, keep reading different translations until I hear what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but if we hope. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because you ain't going to read a translation I want to hear. I don't appreciate y'all's attitude. But guys, isn't this kind of where the rubber meets the road? Huh? I got friends and family that I would love to see saved. Anybody? And I sit there sometimes in the morning going, come on, man. Let's go. They're rotten. Their lives ain't getting better. Doesn't look like they're getting any closer to God. It looks like they're getting further away. Anybody? You know? I'm watching things in churches. And y'all ain't one of them. And I'm watching the church die and rot on the vine. And let me tell you something. Some of them are big. Some of them got good entertainment. And they're just rotten on the vine, man. And I don't understand. And it's hard. I'm watching marriages that are just deteriorating and deteriorating and deteriorating. And man, I'm hurting for those people and I'm praying for those people. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. Anybody? You know? I'm watching people in depression and heartache and frustration. And man, I pray and I pray and I pray. And they seem to take one step forward and four steps backward. You ever see that? It hurts to watch. And you're just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Why? Why not now? Come on, God. Let's go. The only answer I have, I'm not coming down on that step. The only answer I have is God Almighty knows exactly and perfectly what He is doing. Amen. Amen.
God Almighty knows exactly and perfectly what he is doing. And the cool part about God is he can and will do it. But while we're waiting, Satan is working. While we're waiting, he's trying to tell you there is no hope. Amen? Anybody ever struggle with that? While we're waiting, Satan's in there saying, no one cares. Even God. Amen? Amen. While we're waiting, it's hard. We don't understand. Here's the thing we need to hear from today. No matter what kind of suffering we may be dealing with right now, it doesn't begin to compare or scratch the surface that God's going to open up for us one day and it's all going to come into view and it's all we're going to be in glory and God's going to work it all out and God's going to put all this away and and everything in our world at that point is going to be exactly what God wants. So sometimes we've just got to step back. And go, okay, God, help me, Lord, to see your glory. Y'all quit looking back there. I'm I'm preaching, not Jeff. (laughs) Sometimes it's just time to go, okay, time for me to suck it up. Time for me to man or woman up and just go, you know what, God? I don't understand and I'm not enjoying this. Satan be bound. My God, who created everything that is, has a perfect and wonderful plan right in the center of what seems like a hopeless mess. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask JC to come and sing the song he was going to sing for the offering. I want us to end this way. It's called Resurrection. One of these days, it's all of this is going to come to an end. All of this mess is going to come to the end. All of this pain is going to come to an end. All of this frustration is going to come to an end. And all of this junk is going to come to an end. All of these worries are going to come to the end. All of this bitterness is going to come to an end. All of this is going to, and we're going to be raised in the glory of God, in the newness and the power and the might. And you know what? That's what we, by the grace of God, need to focus on. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. And this is our, our benediction. And you could go from here and go over and have a hamburger. Amen. <laughs>